Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and today I have with me Bob Barish. Bob is a Los Angeles-based photographer dedicated to making you and your business look their absolute best. In his words, you have a story to tell, and it needs to be communicated through great photography and video. Bob has worked with some of the most talented people in entertainment, aviation, technology, and luxury product industries. His portraits of these individuals and their businesses have accompanied books, magazine articles, and web features. Each photo has helped tell their story. Bob captures portraits of people at their best, awesome products, the inner workings of business, and majestic landscapes. Bob combines his interest of nature, travel, science, and sports to deliver memorable images. His fine art has benefited numerous nonprofit organizations, and his work has appeared as part of the U.S. Forest Service Artists in Residence group shows in 2017 and 2018. Bob's photos have been published in Mix Magazine, Post Magazine, The Editors, Guild Magazine, Triathlete Magazine, Sound on Sound, Pacific Flyer, and others, as well as the recently released book, The Art of Making the Dark. Night Trilogy by Jody Duncan Jesser and Janine Poray. Bob's work appears on the websites of Motor Trend, Automobile, Fox News, Art Technica, The Verge, Arizona Highways, National Geographic, and the sites of his numerous corporate clients. Wow. Bob, welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. Thanks very much, Jamie. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited to kind of talk about how technology weaves its way so deep into photography and videography because you, I do both. And, uh, you know, I know that technology has made the avenues in which you are able to be an artist explode. Yeah, it's true. The uh, photography and and video today without technology is... uh, uh, sort of nothing. There's a resurgence of analog film, but uh, aside from uh, aside from that, which is also its own technology, we rely on our our computers and our cameras and the uh, the tools of uh, creative image making. and uh, everything has a tech component to it. It really, really does. So, you know, we can start by kind of talking about, you know, the actual equipment. And, you know, I mean, we don't necessarily have to get into you, which type of camera you use or which lenses and things like that, but just how the decisions kind of get made as to when it's time to bring in a, piece, a new piece of technology into the capturing process of, you know, a photography and videography. And, you know, whether it's, okay, I'm going to have three cameras on this shoot or four cameras or one camera, how you kind of make the decisions to, as to what tech tools to actually bring with you to a job. Yeah, it's really interesting because we have every tool available to us that we could ever possibly want or need, whether that's through uh, rental platforms like ShareGrid or KitSplit uh, or a traditional rental house. It's so easy to find and use any piece of gear that you would ever want. But the uh, where the rubber meets the road in, in 
commercial photography is like, okay, but what will I use to satisfy the needs of this particular job within the scope of the budget and quickly? I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's all about time. Right. You don't want to take 40 shoots if you could do it with the right piece of equipment in two. Right. Exactly. So I usually end up going out with my my standard kit of of cameras and lighting if I'm doing a portrait shoot for a client on location, or I may end up using a lot of lighting if I'm doing a, a car shoot in a you know in an enclosed sort of more studio environment, or I may use no lighting if uh, that's what the look and aesthetic of a particular um, shoot demands. A lot of it comes down to workflow. How am I going to get the images that I capture on location into the computer? How do I manipulate them within the various creative software and then deliver to the client? So as far as shoot technology, as long as uh, you're using the right tool for the job at the right time, that's, that's the best thing to use. Yeah, no, that, that makes really good sense. And it, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, well, what if you captured a really great picture, but it didn't have the right feel? I'm sure that's where you kind of go back to your Photoshop and your other visual tools on the computer to tweak it and modify and things like that. I'd love to chat just a little bit about what kind of tech tools you come back and use to create the final product. Yeah, it's interesting because in camera, you can uh, you can shoot a, a really good looking image or if it's a, you know, you're doing like a sports thing or, or something where, uh, or photojournalistically or street photography where you've, you know, had a really good opportunity to capture an amazing image, but maybe technically it wasn't necessarily the best thing in camera. To be able to bring it into, for example, like the Adobe suite of uh, creative software and take it into Photoshop or Lightroom and be able to uh, move the the sliders in order to uh, quite literally develop this digital negative into something that is uh, not only usable, but uh, either beautiful or poignant. We're using tools at a great time in technology for creative image making. There's a lot more latitude that we're given uh, by our existing technology and the software to manipulate it. You can pretty much do anything. (laughs) And uh, Sometimes I'm guilty of not going far enough with, uh, with the images that I make because it's um, I think that it's, that it's great at a, at a certain point. And then, you know, you uh, have a rainy day or something like that. You go back into the software and uh, you go back to some client images and you're like, all right, well, what would happen if I really pushed it? What would happen if I, you know, jacked up all my sharpness and the clarity and, and everything and just, you know, maybe desaturated it and gave it a different look, put a giant vignette on it and, um, you know, and then it turns into something completely different, but that different something could be, uh, you know, just as beautiful or useful to a client as, um, what you and the client had originally discussed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here. I like the 
images of what you just created, like you can you know, just in as you were describing how you're working with that picture, because I myself do use Photoshop, I don't use it to manipulate pictures, I use it more for graphics. But um, again, there's a big, big difference. But I'm like kind of building this fictitious picture in my mind as you're talking about it. I'm like, that's how all those tools and those pieces of Photoshop get used. <laughs> yeah, well, the, I mean, the amazing thing is, it, so talking about technology, it, it, it's, it's, um, it's amazing what can be done quickly. I think that that's the best part about, about the ever-increasing um, just uh, uh, power of the software. Because these companies take feedback from photographers and videographers. They're not, they're not designing this stuff in a vacuum. So recently there's been advances in being able to select an area in an image. And this is within Photoshop, being able to select an area within an image that may have, you know, for example, I needed to take out some traffic cones in a, in mm -hmm. a photo. You can go in select the area where the traffic cone is, use a command called fill and using this feature called content aware fill mm -hmm. it approximates what should be there from the area around that selected area. And it does a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. now, I could just as easily go in and clone the area out and clone that, uh, that traffic cone out and, um, you know, do a really good job with it. But to be able to have that tool that saves me five minutes, you know, right. by however many traffic cones there are and however many images, it saves time. And time is, is money. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to do with Photoshop is if I have, um, if I'm putting together a a collage of sorts. So I've got like 14 disparate images. I know exactly what I want them size-wise. I do it on one. I record my steps and I go and hit run, 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 run on all the other ones. And it just does all the sizing and things like that um, for all the other images. And it's oh, that, like, it's a amazing. macro. I mean, macro is a, is a term that, you know, I use, I don't even remember what it's called in Photoshop. At the yeah, moment. they're actions. An action. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you you do something once and if you've got a lot of things to do, you find a way to to automate it. And for my my real estate work, I I bracket images and then I combine them into a an image single image with more dynamic range. And I recently found a way to save myself literally hours by not previewing each image. Um and it it was it was like a revelation it's it, there's this there's this you know sort of uh, uh feature in the software that just lets me save so much time and deliver the same or better work for my clients and it's any time i can i can save time and deliver a job more quickly or sort of exceed my clients expectations that's that's a good day that that's tech doing its job and not hindering your abilities Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I'm so all about technology. I am so curious of, you know, how you, how you decide what 
pieces of technology to use. You know, I mean, if it's Lightroom and Photoshop, and those are the two that you use for all of your still work, or if there's other tools that, you know, those of us who aren't in the photography business, you know, don't know about necessarily, are there other tech tools that are important and, you know, whether it's on the shoot or in the delivery of it to the client, how, what other pieces of technology do you use in order to be a paid photographer? Okay. So there are, there are two things that I can think of beyond the ordinary suite of, of creative software that uh, people may not know about that I cannot live without. The, uh, the first one is uh, while on a shoot, I use a, a little thing. It's sort of this clamshell piece of plastic um, that looks pretty innocuous, but you open it up and there's a, uh, a, a lab grade color chart and white balance card in this you know little thing. It's called the Color Checker Passport from a company called X-Rite. And that's X R I T E. They make uh, they make color calibration uh, tools for uh, consumers, uh, professional photographers, and and industry. And they just this little thing, you put it in front of your your portrait subject's face. Once you shoot an image, it's also a great icebreaker because you hand them this thing that looks like like uh, an eyeshadow palette. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you say, hey, can you hold this in front of your face? And Which is great because uh, it, it totally, you know, lets them off the hook. There's this, this uh, you know, interaction between you and your, your portrait subject. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what that was, but he must know what he's doing. So uh, <laughs> um, there's that. Um, and then when you bring that into your uh, editing software, you just select your... Uh, 50% or 18% gray um, with your eyedropper and it automatically white balances, gives you great color. And uh, then you can go through and make minor tweaks from there and you're not starting from zero. Um, wow. It's a, that's a, it's a great time saver. It, it um, it's excellent for bringing out great skin tones. Yeah. And I can imagine, you know, an amateur photographer or someone who part of their job might be, you know, social media marketing and stuff like that. If they can just do one thing to make the pictures pop that much more, that would save, you know, that would bring so much more income into a business. So you don't have to be a professional photographer to be able to use this type of trick that you just shared with us. It, um, it also lets you learn what looks correct. You know, everything is everything is subjective when it comes to art. But when you're doing work where your colors have to be correct, um, learning the correct look of a of a properly exposed and processed photo is important in your development as a photographer. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. it helps you learn what is supposed to look right. Um, the second piece of of technology that has made my life uh, a heck of a lot easier um, is another thing that saves time and it's called uh, photo mechanic. It is a piece of software by a camera, by a company called camera bits Inc. And it was designed for sports and photojournalist photographers. All it does is lets you import all of your photos from a particular shoot 
and click through full-size previews as quickly as you can, you know, move your arrow keys. And if you've ever imported 500 photos from an event or from a shoot into Lightroom and tried to <laughs> scrub through all of them uh, one by one, it takes forever to preview each image. And what Photo Mechanic does, you go in, open all your images, you click through and rate them, and it gives them a it gives them a number rating, and then you can sort by that rating, select them all, and just drag it into Lightroom, and all your images are in. You can import them with whatever settings you want. You can import them as you know DNGs into your uh, job folder, and you didn't have to import everything into Lightroom, slowly preview everything, then go through and delete what you didn't want. You only get what you want, and you've just saved yourself two hours. And wow. Time, and, and you know you don't get time back. That could just be time spent doing something else, you know, delivering your job that much quickly, more quickly. Um, it's, it's just, it's amazing the simple things that help make our lives easier. <laughs> totally, and, totally. And, I know yeah. those are, you know, in the, in the web development space where I spend most of my time, the on-screen previews, it's the same idea. When I type a piece of code and I can just hit the semicolon to finish that sentence and it shows up on the screen, it is so helpful. I don't have to wait and compile and, you know, and look and then evaluate. And it, anytime you can take three steps out or three minutes out, you're doing a better service for your end product, for the client, for for yourself. And it's it's phenomenal what types of tools and technology is out there to help us all do more and do it better in our businesses. It's remarkable to me how um, just when I started thinking about this podcast and I wanted to talk about tech and business, I really wanted to focus on businesses that were not tech businesses. Yes, I'm going to be interviewing and I have interviewed some tech-related businesses, but I wanted to showcase how technology weaves itself into and through all sorts of different businesses. So I don't want to uh, to leave out any of the thoughts that you might have on any other pieces of technology that you've woven into your business. Um, so I'd love for you to let me know or let the audience know any other technology that you almost could not live without in the operation and uh, uh, of your business. Well, I think I think the uh, the most important part about being a creative business person or a business person involved in a creative industry is that you must listen to what your client wants. Um, everybody has a a strength in terms of the type of work that they do. Um, whether you're a photographer or a writer or a PR person or um, web developer, everybody has an idea of what might be best for a particular job that you've gotten hired to do. Um, if you don't use what's between your ears and interpret what your clients are telling you they need, um, you're doing everybody a disservice because it isn't up to, it isn't up to us necessarily to, uh, impart our, you know, 
creative and artistic vision on something if it doesn't uh, if it doesn't apply to what the client wants to communicate. So, right. I mean, I think that uh, you know, in terms of interacting with my clients, um, the ability to listen and take notes and interpret what the client is looking to do and really drill down into the purpose of your photography, your video, your writing, um, or your design. Like that's really what, what's key, uh, to me. And and that's independent of technology, but, um, Without, oh, without it makes that. so much sense. It it really does. And it, it kind of goes back to why we are in business. We are in business to use our brains and to use our brains in a way that can help others um, accomplish their goals as well. I mean, that's what it's all about being in a service-based business. So I, I love that. I think that that is such a great way to kind of wrap things up of, you know, yes, there's all these tools out there. But think before you just throw yourself and the tools at the client. It's a brilliant way to wrap things up. If our audience wants to find out more about you, see your photography, where should we send them? Well, everybody can go and take a look at bobbearishstudio.com. That's B-O-B-B-E-R-E-S-H studio.com. That's the, uh, the home of my still work for, uh, for corporate and industry. It's got uh, portraiture portfolios as well as my aviation and automotive work. And uh, you can contact me through that. There's also a real estate and architectural side of my business. And uh, I chose the uh, very interesting bestlarealestatephotos.com as my URL for that one. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? Yeah. And is there anywhere on social media that you'd like us to have people hang out and check out your work? Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram. I'm at at Bob Barish. You know, very complicated. Uh, it's at, easy. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And uh, I can also be uh, found on Vimeo. Uh, I think it's just uh, Bob Barish. Search for me on Vimeo. Very, very cool. Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me on the Tech of Business podcast. This has been a ton of fun. I appreciate it. It was great and uh, relatively painless. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.